The following is a CJBT Productions podcast. This is the EDM podcast number 117. This week we go over the best dance recording Grammys, review Chris Lake and Armin Van Helden's new EP, and we induct DJ Smokin' Joe into our EDM Hall of Fame. This podcast is a weekly wrap-up of EDM news and some reviews. Plus, we started our own EDM Hall of Fame because, honestly, why not? And we go over Thump Magazine's greatest EDM songs of all time, from number 101 all the way down to number one. Before we get into it, let's take care of a little podcasting business here. As always... The music for this podcast was written and produced by songwriter and producer Hey Joe C. You can find the full versions of her songs that are played here, along with the rest of her music on her SoundCloud. We also did a four-part podcast series where we went through all of her music, track by track. You can check out my podcast called The Evolution of Hey Joe C. for that. I may end up reposting those, actually, sometime quite possibly next week in a row, just so everybody has them. Hey Josie is also a model and has an Instagram and a Patreon. Just click all the links to her other projects in this podcast show notes. Also, even though it is a holiday week next week, that being the week after Christmas and sandwiched in between Christmas and New Year's, We're still going to do a regular episode instead of taking a week off for the holidays. Because honestly, no one's traveling. It's, you know, 2020, COVID, not going to see family or anything like that. So we will do another episode. We will, however, do a regular episode. We are not going to do the 2020 Year in Review episode until January 5th. Honestly, because the year doesn't end until December 31st and things still happen right up until then, even if other podcasts and publications don't think so, because they did all their year-end episodes back in December because everybody forgets about December. For instance, back in 2004, I believe, the Boxing Day tsunami, which killed thousands of people, happened after everybody had already done their year-end editions. 
That's why I do my year-end edition the first week of January. Year doesn't end till midnight, December 31st, people. Also, I have decided after doing a bunch of Friday podcasts with different topics and whatnot, what I am going to do with all of those. I have also decided what the Friday podcast will be starting the first Friday in January. It is going to be a week in review where I take the best segments from the other podcasts that I have done and encapsulate them into one podcast. And I will also throw in a segment or two from podcasts that I am going to put exclusively on my new Patreon. You will get more information on that in next week's episode. It's not going to be expensive like a lot of other Patreons, at least at this particular moment. Uh, It is going to be, I would say, less than $10 U.S. for the top tier, and the smaller tier will probably only be a few dollars. I'm still working that out, but I will figure that out in the next week, and I will let you know about that. Now then, let's get on with the regular music news, because there wasn't actually a whole lot of it. Everybody's working up to the holidays. For instance... Rico Nasty is getting into the comic book game with her new comic, Nightmare Vacay, which actually looks kind of cool. For all you VL Studio people, don't forget to check your updates because they've released a free one. So, if you've already bought it, download it. Vinyl album sales in the United States hit a new high for this century last week as 1.3 million copies were sold. For obvious reasons, that is not the record all-time yearly because, you know, Springsteen did 1.3 million copies of vinyl back when his live album came out in the early 90s. Just saying. But pretty good for a genre... I guarantee you that most people who actually collect vinyl don't actually play the vinyl. They just get stuck in their sleeves like, I don't know, Star Wars toys or something, never to be opened. So, whatever. In any event, the virtual reality company Sensorism Galaxy announced that they will do virtual reality concerts with DJ producer Black Coffee in 2021. Other artists who are planning to do VR concerts with Sensorism Galaxy in 2021 include Armin Van Buren, Carl Cox, and David Guetta. The organizers of the Glastonbury Music Festival have requested that the British government give them financial support for coronavirus insurance, which the government said is necessary in order for festivals to run in 2021. Due to the pandemic, by the way, the live events industry lost $30 billion in revenue in 2020. However, over in China, things are getting back to pseudo-normal. The Beijing Club Lantern has officially reopened. The Scandinavian nightlife company Recom UK, who operate about 130 bars and restaurants, has now added the UK, actual UK, 
to its portfolio after buying the UK's largest nightlife company, Deltic, who had gone into England's version of bankruptcy. They call it administration. Carnage signed a publishing deal with Cobalt Music. Alesso signed a publishing deal with Warner Chapel Music. And Rufus Dussol signed an international rights deal with Cobalt. Cobalt was very busy this week. There are, unfortunately, two passings in the EDM realm to pass along. Rest in peace to Pauline Anna Strom. Pauline was a composer of early electronic music back in the 1970s, using a Tascam 4-track recorder along with her synthesizer. She stopped putting out music for a couple of decades for whatever reason, but recently had a rebirth of sorts with an anthology of her work that was released in 2017. It was recently announced that Pauline was going to put out a new album next February. Pauline's cause of death was not announced. Pauline Anna Strom was 74 years old. And... Rest in peace to Ewan McLeod. Ewan was a Scottish DJ and TV star who helped launch Beat 106 radio station. He was also a music correspondent for the Sunday Mail. Ewan's death was sudden and unexpected, although the exact cause of death was not announced. Ewan McLeod was 48 years old. This week, we're going to look at the history of the Best Dance Recording Grammy Award. The award is given to songs that have vocal work, not instrumentals. It's given to the recording artists, the producer, and mixers. Mixers were only added in 2003, actually. By the way, when I mention the year, it's the year of the music, since the award usually gets handed out the year after. For instance, even though the first award was technically handed out in 1998, it was given for music that was recorded in 1997. Therefore, I'll say that Donna Summer and Giorgio Moroder won in 1997. Also, I'm going to say the performer of the song rather than the producers or the mixers, since most people don't know a lot of producers and mixers, but know the performer at least. The award itself would not have existed if not for the consistent lobbying efforts of the Committee for the Advancement of Dance Music Leader, Ellen Harris. Up until that time, dance music was not taken seriously by many organizations, including the Recording Academy, who give out the Grammy Awards and are quoted as saying, quote, they considered dance music as something pop music or pop artists had created in their most frivolous moments, end quote. Not exactly high praise. 
they also didn't think that dance music was really music because they thought it lacked melody. Another reason why the Academy didn't want to give out an award was because they thought that dance music was a fad and didn't want to get burned, much like they did when they decided to finally give out a Best Disco Song Grammy Award, which only lasted for one year because, as usual, the Grammys come late to a party and don't realize when they needed to leave. As it is, the award seems to be a haven for pop dance songs, as chart-topping pop dance songs by Rihanna, Janet Jackson, and Lady Gaga have all won. As far as winners and nominees have gone so far, Grammy magnet Skrillex has won the award the most with three, followed by Justin Timberlake, Diplo, and the Chemical Brothers with two wins. Madonna and the Chemical Brothers have the most nominations with five. The first five awards were originally put into the pop category, before the Academy finally decided to give dance music its own categories in 2002. The first award was given in 1997 to Donna Summer and Giorgio Moroder for Carry On. 1998's winner was Madonna for A Ray of Light, and 1999 saw Cher's Believe win. The new millennium started with the Baja Men winning for Who Let the Dogs Out, with Janet Jackson's All For You winning in 2001. In 2002, the Academy put the award into its new dance category and gave it to Dirty Vegas for the song Days Go By. Kylie Minogue won in 2003 for Come Into My World. Britney Spears won in 2004 for Toxic. The Chemical Brothers and Q-Tip won in 2005 for Galvanize. Justin Timberlake and Timberland won in 2006 for Sexy Back. Justin won again in 2007 for Love Stoned, I Think That She Knows. Daft Punk won in 2008 for Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. And The Decade finished with Lady Gaga winning for Poker Face. This past decade opened with a win by Rihanna for Only Girl in the World, Skrillex winning back-to-back -back in 2011 first for Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites, and with Syra in 2012 for Bangarang. 2012 had some controversy as little-known Al Walser was nominated for the award for a song no one ever heard, really leading to charges of payola, which Al denied. I actually did a topic segment on this embarrassing episode in Grammy history last week, so check out last week's podcast for EDM. The way he got nominated, though, was pure genius. It also proves my point about how Grammy voters really have not taken dance music seriously at all. Definitely go and listen to that podcast segment from last week's EDM podcast. Uh, that one was number 116, by the way. 2013 brought some sort of respect back to the award with a win by Zed and Foxes for the song Clarity. 
2014 saw Clean Bandit and Jess Glynn win for Rather Be. 2015 had Jack Yu and Justin Bieber win for Where Are You Now. The Chainsmokers and Dio in 2016 won for Don't Let Me Down. LCD Sound System in 2017 won in for Tonight. Silk City and Dua Lipa won in 2018 for Electricity. And the Chemical Brothers ended the decade with a win for Got to Keep On. So, who will win this upcoming Grammy Awards, which are going to be held on January 31st? Well, that is anyone's guess. The nominees for the Best Dance Recording Grammy for this upcoming ceremony are On My Mind by Diplo and Sidepiece, Diplo and Sidepiece producers, Luca Petroselli Mixer, My High, Disclosure featuring Anime or Amine and Slow Thigh, Guy Lawrence and, Hud- and Howard Lawrence producers, Guy Lawrence Mixer, The Difference by Flume, Featuring Toro and Moi, Flume producer Eric J. Dabrowski or Dabowski mixer, Both of Us by Jada G. Fred again and Jada G. producers, Fred again and Jada G. mixers, and 10% Kate Trinata featuring Kaylee Uchis, Kate Trinata producer. Neil H. Pogue Mixer. All of them very worthy. Have no complaints with any of these songs whatsoever. It's nice that they actually gave it to EDM artists this time and not your usual pop dance freaks that are roaming the landscape. Whoever gets this award, though, Here is hoping that definitely from here on, now that they have some younger, more diverse voters in the Academy, that the Academy actually takes the dance genre more seriously. Time for some reviews for the week. Chris Lake and Armin Van Helden have teamed up for the EP The Answer. Released on Black Book Records, these four tracks have Arthur Baker and Victor Seminelli on the track The Answer. Each of these songs crackle with a lot of great dance production, and this EP is definitely worth playlisting, if not just simply outright buying. A couple of weeks ago, the video game Cyberpunk 2077 came out, which is a great game, at least on PC. On console, completely different story. Just saying. So much so that PlayStation actually pulled the game from its store. It sucks that badly. Really buggy, really ridiculous. But I digress. This is about the music for Cyberpunk 2077. Because at that point, there was a soundtrack that was released for it. However, 
I reviewed it on my weekly edition podcast because there wasn't actually any cyberpunk music on it, shockingly. It was all futuristic global music. This week, though, the cyberpunk companion came out from, of all people, Grimes. Grimes released a 17-song album for cyberpunk called This Story is Dedicated to All Those Cyberpunks Who Fight. There's contributions from Tovlo and Richie Houghton, just to name a few. This album is just what the cyberpunk video game needed and is a perfect companion to the game. I would absolutely buy it. However, there is a slight caveat, and it has more to do with where you can find it. On Apple, in the iTunes store, even when you call up Grimes's name in the search engine, it is not there. It is, however, on the phone app for Apple Music. Figure that one out. I have no idea why they did that. But if you're looking for it for Apple, go to the phone app and you can get it there. Just saying. There's mere tip. Also, you should buy the album. Again. Here's another one that you should buy. Singer DJ Annabelle England has put out her own album on Ultra Records called Messing With Magic after spending the past couple of years showing up on other EDM producer songs like Lee Foss and MK. MK and Lee Foss, by the way, would both show up on this album, Returning the Favor, along with Jamie Jones. The songs are really good vocal trance along with a couple of other genres and actually have some really good solid lyrics which are desperately missing in EDM these days. It is a very well done album and much better than I thought it was going to be. In fact, this album is one of my favorite EDM albums of this year. And again, I would absolutely buy this thing. This is an amazing album from an amazing artist. Just saying. From the Anjuna collection of albums that they've come out with virtually every single week, it seems, this year, comes two newish ones, meaning they're new, but mainly collections of older songs. First, Anjuna Deep comes out with Anjuna Deep, the remixes, 2020. There's 40 songs on here, but it's really 20 songs done twice. There are the usual suspects on an Anjuna Deep collection, like Ben Boehner, uh, Judy Wisternoff, Monolink, a few others. The songs are, as is the usual case with anything Anjuna, really well produced, and the mixes are well done. So I would absolutely playlist this album. Anjuna Beats, in the meantime, put out their 30-song collection called Anjuna Beats The Yearbook 2020. The 30 songs are, much like the Anjuna Deep collection, songs done twice. In this case, 15 of them done twice to make 30. Math is amazing. Above and Beyond, Elysian, Three Lao, and more show up on this year-ending collection, and just like the Anjuna Deep collection, this one is worth playlisting as well.
Back in 2003, a Dance Music Hall of Fame was formed. It was started by John Parker of Robbins Entertainment. He enlisted the help of a few other industry vets, and they held an annual dinner in New York City. They split the hall into artists, records, producers, DJs, remixers, and non-performers. They started off okay with a bunch of disco artists, but the hall only lasted for two years before they stopped inducting people. Well, yours truly is bringing it back. Sort of. I am starting my own dance music hall of fame, only I'm expanding the idea. This hall will be known as the EDM Hall of Fame. My criteria will be for any inductee as follows. First, it's anybody who's been in the EDM business for at least 10 years. That means vocalists, DJs, producers, remixes or remixers, and record labels. It also means that your more popular guys from the 2010s, like the Chainsmokers, will not be eligible for a while. Got to be around at least 10 years in order for me to consider you for a Hall of Fame. Second, we'll concentrate on what people know as EDM today. Trance, house, trip-hop, dubstep, etc. However... We're also going to induct artists who were either part of what was considered EDM in the 1980s and 90s, i.e. techno, synth pop, Eurodance, certain dance and R&B, New Jack Swing, freestyle, big beat, or who influenced EDM, genres such as disco and funk back in the 1970s. We're also going to induct albums, songs, and technology that were important to EDM and had an impact on EDM. This is, of course, my Hall of Fame and not an official one, so my opinion is strictly mine. It would be nice, though, if someone finally did do an actual dance music Hall of Fame and put it somewhere. Anywhere, Europe, New York, doesn't matter, just do one finally. In the beginning, EDM was mainly the domain of American minorities and the LGBTQ community as they found refuge in the scene following the backlash from disco. Then, the music jumped the ocean and became the domain of straight white men, with a slew of the stereotypical Danny D, the douchey DJ types roaming around. And while there are some really good EDM that's been put out over the last couple of decades, it is safe to say that we have gone through a period in the last decade where once EDM started to take over the globe, suddenly everybody thought that they were DJs and producers, who could just simply cut and paste their way to fame and fortune, you know who you are. Along with that has come the sudden realization in the mainstream media that female DJs actually do exist. Part of the new emphasis, I'm sure, is the media not wanting to look like the bunch of male chauvinists in the hashtag MeToo movement era that they actually are. 
Some magazines have even called female DJs, quote, a new trend, end quote. Well, with as much lack of respect to those magazines and websites that I can muster up at this moment, and I can muster up a lot of it, female DJs, people, have been around for decades, actually. It's just that no one had noticed, or, much like these stupid magazines and websites, looking at you, Forbes, just saying, much like these idiots, they didn't pay enough respect and admiration to the female DJs that they should. Well, when I first started my Hall of Fame, I decided that female DJs and producers were going to get their proper due respect, finally. And that is why I've inducted DJ Rap, Miss Kitten, Annie Mack, and Sandra Collins already, and that's just for starters. You may have noticed over the past few months or so, I have put in a bunch more. A few you have probably recognized if you've been following the genre for any length of time and actually consider yourself a real fan as opposed to one of those bandwagon people who thought that Avicii started it all. The vast majority, though, you've probably never heard of before and have left you scratching your head as to why they're actually in, and more importantly, who are they? I assure you, though, that they all deserve to get in because of their overall influence, both on EDM in general and on female DJs in particular, because if it wasn't for these women breaking down those doors and breaking through the ceiling then female DJs like Alice in Wonderland, Whipped Cream, Nervo, and Rez wouldn't be enjoying the success that they're enjoying today. Plus, I'm here to also educate you about the history of EDM, so you're not going to hear about all of the honorees. You should, hopefully though, go out and find out more about these people, and more importantly, support them by checking out their live streams, by actually, I don't know, let's say, buy their music. There's a thought. Let us move on to this week's entry. DJ Smokin' Joe, whose real name is Joanne Joseph, was born in London, England. She first started DJing in 1990. In 1991, she started doing shows at London's Techno Party Trade at Turnmills, where she held a residency for a couple of years. In 1993, she started playing at Space in Ibiza. From there, her career took off, playing for celebrity rap parties and clubs. In 1993, she was voted DJ Mag's number one DJ in the world. To date the only female to achieve this honor. She also made DJ Mag's Top 100 DJs list five times and was nominated for Best Ibiza DJ at the 2005 DJ Awards. She is still out there performing in clubs at least until COVID. Once COVID was finished, per se, or at least the clubs open back up again. She'll be right back out there again. Just saying. Go check her out when you can. 
she is an amazing DJ. DJ Smokin' Joe inducted into our EDM Hall of Fame. Back in July of 2017, Thump Magazine, which is part of Noisy and Vice, made a Top 101 Best EDM Songs of All Time list. I'm not sure how this list came together, but it looks like it was put together by the writing staff. As such, I'm sure that a lot of people are going to disagree with the list, including myself on occasions. Sean Wasabi is the king of the midi fighter. For those not in the know, the best way to describe it is you take the electronic game Simon, turn those pads that light up and make sounds into keyboard buttons, assign a noise or a note onto each button, and voila, you have a musical instrument. Pretty clever, right? Wasabi's actually been around for a few years. He's gotten so good that he's gotten a company called DJ Tech Tools to make him a new MIDI player called the MIDI Fighter 64. This one has 64 Japanese arcade buttons. The company has now started mass producing them. You can go to their website and pick one up. At last check, they went for about 500 bucks plus tax and shipping, of course, as usual. In any event, back to 2015, when Sean got together with Yang Dong Gwen, otherwise known as YDG, and Young Jemmy, Space Girl's Jemmy, as she's sometimes known by, to create a funky little number called Burnt Rice. It's an absolutely creative gem of a song that deserves to have made this list date, Sean has put out a few singles, but no official album. You can pick up the single along with the remixes to the song on iTunes. At the very least, you should definitely check it out on YouTube. Sean Wasabi and YDG's Burnt Rice, featuring Young Jemmy, Thump's 87th greatest EDM song of all time. On to a little chart action for the week, starting off, as always, with Billboard, where only one category changed. As usual, the top dance song and the top dance digital sales song is Surf Mesa and Emily's ILY. And as usual, Lady Gaga's Chromatica's the top dance album, the top dance streaming song, as it's been since God invented this chart, it feels is 
St. John's Roses Eimenbeck Remix. And until further notice, the Top Dance Club song is Diana Ross's Love Hangover 2020. Please bring back the clubs. People not wearing masks is getting a little ridiculous. Never mind. Let's just not go there. In any event, the Top Dance Mix Show Airplay song is the one that changed this week. This week it is Sam Smith's Diamonds. As far as the Apple charts go, everything changed. Sort of. Armin Van Buren is still the Top Dance album. However, it's not his State of Trance DJ mix that it was last week. This week he replaced himself with Eurythmia, which is uh, the EP that he just put out. We're actually going to review that one next week. Yes, we are doing an actual show next week. Uh, Just like I said, up at the very top, we don't want you to miss out on holiday week, uh, especially for some of you who actually have that week off. Uh, Let's see here. As far as the top dance single goes, The Bitch Bible's Bitch, which is my new favorite guilty pleasure song, I'm not going to lie. Uh, that was the top dance single on Apple. On Apple's electronics charts, the top album is Tycho's Weather Remixes, which we're also going to review next week. And the top single was Deep Fakes Be Somebody. As far as Beatport goes, top overall song this week is Vintage Culture and Elise Legros with It Is What It Is, the remix. Top Afro House is Pablo Fierro's Reincarnation Original Mix. Top Bass House is Habstrat and Mala with Riot Gear Original Mix. Top Big Room is Will Sparks, Bingo Players, and Felguk and Fafak. I always want to say Farouk when I say his name, but it's not. It's Fafak. It is Devotion 2020, the Will Sparks Extended Mix. Top Breaks is Rowetta and Salardo's Enough Extended Mix. Top Dance Electropop is David Guetta, Morton, and Lanny Gardner. I always want to say Lanny Gardner on there, too. It's Lanny. Name of the song is Dreams Extended Mix. Deep House is Groove's Cloud Extended Mix for another week. Meanwhile, Croatia Squad's The Vibe Acapella Tool 126 beats per minute is the top DJ tools. Top drum and bass is Blade Runner's Don't Break It VIP Mix. Top dubstep is Phase One and Kai Wachi with Death Waltz Original Mix. Top classic Detroit modern electro is Detroit in Effect with Stick Up Original Mix. Top Electro House is Yolanda Be Cool and D-Cup with We No Speak Americano, the 10th Anniversary Edition. Top Electronica for yet another week is Biceps Apricots Original Mix. Top Funky Groove Jack and House is Mark Palacios and DJ Coney with I Will Survive Original Mix. Top Future House is Side Piece Together Extended Mix. Top Garage, Baseline, and Grime is Sosa UK Your Love Extended Mix. 
top hard dance and hardcore is Weaver and Technicore's DIYA, otherwise known as Died in Your Arms, the extended mix. Alignment Sensory Deprivation original mix is a top hard techno. The top house song is the top overall song. It's Vintage Culture and Elise LeGros' It Is What It Is club mix. Top indie dance, Maceoplex with Cinemax original mix. Top left field bass is Huda Hudia and DJ30A with I Bang original mix. Top left field house and techno is Radio Slave Stay Out All Night original mix. I think that's about six weeks in a row for that song. Christoph's FSFB original mix is a top melodic house and techno. Top minimal deep tech is Jaden Thompson with closer original mix. Top new disco slash disco is Disco Junkie. I like to party original mix. That I also think is about six weeks in a row. Top organic house and down tempo is Tim Green's Sea Parade original mix. Top progressive house is Ein Music and Stereo Express with Endurance original mix. Top Psytrance is Know How and Cronus with Changes original mix. Top reggae dance hall and dub is Richie Loop, DJ Moise, and Batuk Native with Drilla original mix. Top Tech House is Late Replies Hold Up Original Mix. Top Peak Time Driving Hard Techno is Charles D. USA with You Original Mix. Top Raw Deep Hypnotic Techno is Gaston Zani with Nela Original Mix. Top Trance is the late great Io with Castles in the Sky Extended Mix and for yet another week, DJ Fix's Drop Top Original Mix is the top trap, hip hop, and R&B song on Beatport. And that is it for the EDM podcast number 117. For more music podcasts, check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, Hubhopper, OnlyFans, and Patreon. All under Music History Today. You can find us on our website at www.cjbtproductions.com. Our email address is musichistorytoday at gmail.com. We are on Instagram and Twitter at CJBT Productions. Our Facebook page is Music History Today. Also, our SoundCloud is Music History Today. And you can find us on YouTube by searching Music History Today. This has been a CJBT Productions podcast. Thank you very, very much for listening.